0: Are done. The single digits are done. Yeah, those Episode days are 11.
1: Those days are long gone now. Um, so, you know, what we like to do. We had a PGA Tour uh, tournament this weekend, the Northern Trust. Wait, uh, du- did we? Boy, did we ever. Dustin Johnson was there. Um, 30 under, uh, 8 under on Sunday. He shot a 60 in there. I think he was, I mean, what was he, like 11 under through 11 holes or something on, on day one or day two? Uh, just. Just putting on a putting on a show, and and I think now this is the second time in a. Didn't he just win a few weeks ago too? Maybe a little bit longer than a few weeks ago, but he definitely it's not his first win in the last, in the last couple of months. I don't think
2: he had a chance to win a few weeks ago. Uh, Morikawa ended up taking him down. I think when he was leaving.
1: Oh, that's it. Yep. Maybe that yep. was last week.
2: Wasn't uh, that at the PGA Championship? Correct. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, right, right. Right. A major. A major. Not surprising. Uh, but, yeah, but he didn't
2: win the major, but he beat Brooks Kapka. So. Yes,
1: yes, that's right. OK, now we're talking. Now we're talking. So so Dustin is now the world number one best golfer in the world. Um, that was the uh, second lowest 72 hole total in history behind a th- minus 31 by Ernie Els at the plantation in Hawaii years ago. Uh, so that's that's a low score, no matter who you are. Um, right. And I guess the course the course was probably playing fairly easy, but he won by 11 shots. Uh, that's a lot of shots. Um, uh, 1.7 mil. 1.7 mil he got. What was that, Daniel?
2: He was unconscious from everywhere. Putter, driver, uh, wedges, just a clinic. It looked like Secretariat in a horse race. Just 20, 20 lengths ahead.
0: What was it, like three bogeys all weekend or four bogeys, yeah, something like that? I think it was
1: three. Um, and and yeah when he putts there is almost untouchable i mean his game is so good and it's always that way and it's always been the putter that's kind of plagued him uh, so when when he gets that thing rolling maybe there were like i said maybe the greens might have been easy this week there was a lot of birdies but 30 under dj yeah. my fucking guy dude and i did i did mention that he's a coastal alum in a meme and um and that where uh, we all went, we were all down there at Coastal. We had a lot of uh, Coastal people commenting on that. So shout out to all of you guys. Um, Coastal brought Coastal brought us together.
0: Sunny, cue the media. Um, the game is changing, folks, because mm-hmm. that take is going to be thrown around all week. Oh, the game's changing. You got to be long now to win on tour.
2: Yeah, well, I, you certainly you certainly saw it here. Um, DJ hitting the ball. A country mile, but a few weeks ago, you got a guy like Morikawa hitting it an average distance 300, slightly over. You know, he wins uh, because of his short game. So I, I haven't seen any drastic change. Uh, obviously, 11 under is a bit of a domination, but there's other guys out there. Deschambeau was in the tournament. Well, he didn't even make the cut, he hits at 380. So,
0: uh, right. Well, the last time, yeah, the last time we heard the media go this crazy about the game being so different now was when Bryson won last and sure. he was hitting those drives like four thirty. So it seems like whenever a long guy wins, the media likes to hype up that the game is changing. But yep. in actuality, I mean, Short guys win, medium guys win, long guys win. Everyone plays with the same technology. The technology is definitely improving and, and making uh, you know these guys longer, but it's all relative to them. The game itself is not actually sure. changing. Yep. It's just some courses cater to long guys and some don't.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: this week it happened to be a long guy that won. So.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. There's going to be plenty of short guys on tour that are going to go in on a Thursday and say, I have no chance here. Uh, Because there's a lot of courses where a short guy just doesn't have a chance, but there's also plenty of courses where, you know, a guy like Kevin Kisner, um, Colin Morikawa, who, you know, on their long ones are hitting at 300. They they can, you know, there's courses that they can still win at. There's always going to be courses they can win at, um, but there's also going to be courses they can't. So I guess you're, you know, obviously you're better off just being well-rounded and hitting fucking bombs out there obviously. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? And when those guys are hitting it straight, they're going to win tournaments. I mean, when you put it all together, you're going to get wins. That's just how it works. Uh, yeah. Some courses, you just need to be a little longer than others. And um, I've walked TPC Boston plenty of times in my life just for the Deutsche Bank. that They used to play there. And um, it's it's a tough-looking course. I mean, you got, there's a lot of trees. There's a lot of trouble. And if you hit it straight and long, you're going to play well there. So I'm not surprised that Dustin just put it all together this week and, and got that dub.
2: Mm. A lot of room, a lot of areas to lose a ball out there. A lot of like creeks and waste areas. Oh yeah. I mean, what, I don't even think. What do you make? Three
1: bogeys on the week. Yeah, I think game? it was like he must have just been yeah. dialed in, hitting it dead straight.
2: I'd be lucky to make it through that round without losing three balls. Oh yeah. He made three bogeys in a week.
0: Daniel, do you remember like three minutes ago when I already said that? Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I must have been looking over my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, uh, that's good stuff.
1: Yeah, so that 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 course looks tough on TV, and it's got to be different without you know fans lining every hole. I mean, I right, it's and not only for for the pressure situations, but also just you know, I feel like the the fans they keep they keep balls in play uh, a lot of the time. You know, I mean, you can easily hit that little that line of people, and it just kind of gets a little kick toward the fairway or something. Now you are just hitting hard pan; you are going straight into the woods, and every hole there is woods lined so. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's another factor of not playing with the fans that's uh, making differences. And another, I don't know, DJ isn't the best under the pressure. So I'm sure that playing with no fans is going to help him.
2: Absolutely. I think it's, you see a score of 30 under, and there's some sort of outside. You got to look at the outside factors. I mean, it's this guy has maybe. You know, he starts hearing roars out there on Friday, Saturday. You know, one two shot lead, he might start thinking a little bit differently about what he's going to hit off the tee coming in, and you know, if he's going to go for a par five and two. He was just full attack mode, just not a care in the world.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, listen, it's an introverts tour right now for, for sure. Oh sure. yeah, absolutely. I mean, the introverts are are, are loving it.
2: Yeah, and, and no
0: pressure nobody to look at you know they're just out there doing their own thing
1: yeah it's tough for that that personality to to make it that far in a sport as an intro usually the most of the guys that make it that far are kind of the you know the louder more outgoing just humans in general it kind of those genes all go together i feel like a pressure guy and everything else right um but the ones that did make it um they they got they better get those wins in while they can
2: i think that's go ahead Trevor.
0: Oh, I was going to say, some say Tiger Woods wouldn't even make it on tour these days because sure. he's so I was extroverted. Just, I was just going to say that. He needs the pressure.
2: He needs the crowd. He needs that mm-hmm. Tiger effect of yeah. Yeah. screaming roars and fist pumps and gaining momentum. He, he's like Steph Curry in a basketball game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, he hears the crowd going nuts every time he makes one. He's going to shoot more and more lights out. Yeah. so I, I think it's killing him having no Tiger roars out there just feeding off of the momentum.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's probably why he hasn't won yet this year, you mean?
2: I think so. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, that's the only explanation, really. Uh, Yeah. That or he's just saving it for the Masters, wants to Uh, be the dark horse again, wants that role of uh, nobody thinks I can win, and uh, shock the world again. So maybe there's some of that. I'll make just enough money to be happy in the meantime, keep making cuts. I think he's made every cut, so just about. Uh,
0: you mean of the three events that he's played in?
2: Right. Three out of four, three out of five. I mean, there hasn't been that much golf.
0: Well, he's probably played 15% of the events this year. So, yeah, congratulations oh, on. on your on your cut rate there.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I think he shot six under or five under on uh, – or six – five under Sunday, uh, which I'm happy with. But, you know, we, like like we've talked about before, yeah, we're all huge Tiger fans, but he's never going to beat the Tiger that we all know and love. Uh, he might come out and surprise us here and there, and hopefully he does that in majors. At least, you know, uh, keeps it exciting, you know, if he's in there on a Sunday or even somewhere close to where he might have a chance. It's always going to be more exciting to watch, for me anyway um he, oh yeah you for know. sure
0: i think yeah. i think for all of us but it's clear that he's done yeah
1: yeah i mean i i mean he's still got he's always going to have a chance as long as he's playing to win a major or something he's never going to come back to playing every week he's never going to dominate tournaments he'll never win a tournament like dustin won this weekend uh he doesn't have 30 under in him anymore and i hope he hears this and puts that chip on his shoulder and says that guy sunny from the group chat golf podcast <laughs> said i couldn't go 30 under so here i am
0: yeah he just can't string together those wins exactly anymore yeah like it's gonna be a win here and there it's never gonna be world number one you
1: know for years yep again. yep yeah he'll probably never get back to world number one um sadly it's sad to say I almost tried to he won't, to try to do well he that.
2: won't play enough he won't I mean it makes it harder he's got to win more because he doesn't play as much to get he's not concerned about the, the world ranking so yeah what he's after is more majors specifically masters victories at this point but. yep He's he's out. He's going after Jack's record. This is just fluff in the middle. Of all these tournaments. So this is just a little trip to the ATM for him. That's it. Speaking of victories, there though, yeah. Boy, Daniel
0: and Ryan had quite a victory. Yeah, yes,
1: indeed. You call it that. Yeah,
0: that's a good point, Sonny. That's a good point. A victory with kind of an asterisk.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it was. Um. So so we had a lot. Of, we had a lot of action. The scorecard was full, 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 full of um of numbers and dots and whatever else. But um, well, I guess we, we, we want to call it the cricket open here because as, and also uh, we'd like to apologize uh, to you guys for the crickets last week, uh, but we thought it just added character and it's, you know, up our alley as just guys who don't really know what they're doing. We just kind of record a podcast and talk about. It all,
0: so here's the thing with that. If you didn't like the crickets um, volunteer to be our producer, um, rent us a studio and buy the things in our ads if we do those three things together as a team we can eliminate the uh cricket record
2: i haven't heard any tonight he must have had the exterminator over uh maybe we're just early they haven't come yeah, out yeah
0: yeah i think we're early it's
1: funny when we were replaying it in the, the next day i felt like they heard the crickets in the episode and they were like oh we better start cricking you know or whatever they do creaking i don't know <laughs> fucking uh whatever but um but yeah, uh, anybody around the Boston area, you want to come out and, and play around. I mean, you know, watch us play 18 holes and get some content. And maybe, you know, we, we are open to a producer. So um, oh. we, we would love one. We've we've tried. We've we've got feelers out everywhere, but we just haven't found the right guy yet. You know, nobody, we, every time we go out and play, we get no content from our fourth player. He, he, he <laughs> brings nothing to the table. And Ryan, thank you again for having us out at Laconia Country Club. It was a great day. Um, but I don't, I don't think I even made it into one picture or video all day.
2: Yeah,
0: it was tough. I mean, we, we, uh, we got together the night before in um, Studio la which was um, my garage. And when we finished the pod, it was a pretty reasonable hour, but then we had to upload and edit and everything. And about, f- I don't know, 15 to 25% of the way through uploading the episode to publish it we decided to start playing around the world on my putting mat mm-hmm. and that was awesome. And that's without a doubt, we have about an hour of unreleased footage. We're going to try to chop that up and, and get some clips out and or maybe put together like, you know, a shortish kind of full full video recap of it all. But we started that at like, I don't know, 1130 or 12. Mm. And then the upload finished and we continued playing that putting game for another like two hours, which was without a doubt, a very dumb decision. Like Mm. we should have just gone to bed. But I mean, I can't, I think we were pretty low energy out there. Oh. I can't speak for you guys, but I was exhausted by the end of that round. I mean, I was just ready for bed.
1: Dude, I think I I think I opened my – like, he gave us coolers. Ryan gave us coolers with beers in them right from the start. And I think I, I, I cracked a Bud Light on, like, the 16th hole and just drank it because I was thirsty. And, like, <laughs> all I, I would just – I mean, all I was doing was smoking out there. I was exhausted. And then I drove home after. It was just – it was uh, I, I was real tired, but that putting contest that night, the night before, was everything. Like that's all that mattered at the time. Like just trying sure. to make that one putt where that pebble was under the mat, and you just couldn't get around it because it was right on the line of the hole. Sure. So we were all stuck at this one hole where there was just a pebble in the direct line, um, and what, what was it was a seven. It could have been any, It could have been. I mean, I, that that would have been best case because I would have loved to have murdered a cricket that night. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the putting contest was everything. Um, Daniel, I believe, got his first win of the of the um, trip there. He
2: believed.
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm almost positive that three hours in, I don't even
2: want to remember. Um, yes, I but, indeed. Daniel took the title. I don't uh, know how you got past that pebble, but. I don't know that we are talking about Daniel Winnie. I
0: thought we kind of agreed to not mention that part of the evening. Probably. Um, but would've. but yeah, it well, leave it up on. to the group chat golf pod to get um hours and hours of footage of a late night putting game and one or two Instagram stories of the round at the private <laughs> we all got together to play so classic us there we're trying to do be better but you know one of the big things uh one of the big hang ups when looking for a producer behind the scenes guy is that they have to uh, do it for free and probably expense uh their travel costs themselves. Yeah. So you know we're still growing, but if there is a volunteer out there, shoot us a DM. Yeah. You know.
1: And maybe you know, we'll I, take a look at the resume. I'm just thinking now. Maybe we should apply for like an intern. You know, like yeah. a free intern from a college uh, that want that does this kind of thing. You know, I'm sure they work for radio stations and stuff. Like a yeah. intern producer, we could probably get somebody for free. So if that's something that your college does, where you need you need some credits or something, hit us up um we'll, mm-hmm. we'll take a free producer all day long yeah
0: um, yeah yep. if you can somehow con a college if those still exist into uh giving you credit to graduate for being our producer then by all means dm us because we, we will take you
1: yeah that's uh, that's gonna be a win 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 right there everybody wins um in that case so again yes we are always looking for a producer so um hit the dms with that and we're also uh always open to playing courses like we went up to play Laconia. Ryan gave us a call, he wanted us to come play. I mean if it's around the Boston area, we can make a day out of it. Um we'll we'll come play gladly. Um we'll we'll show off your golf course and we'll have a good time. And uh you'll be featured in the podcast like this, like Ryan. Um
0: Yeah, and then and then we can always you know we can always expand on that that radius once the covid restrictions die down and stuff like that before the short term you know we probably will keep it to uh to the greater boston area and whatnot but yeah so that just to recap there of are we we're calling that the cricket open i believe yeah it's the cricket open um so we played it was we had a match play format which daniel and ryan took three and two Mm-hmm. Um, we played some dots, which I believe we had a birdie dot, uh, Sandy's barkies and greenies. Was there anything else? No, I think that was it for dots. And so Chubba and Sonny took that by eight dots. Uh, Ryan played Vegas like by himself, I guess mm-hmm. he was, I don't know. I mean, it was fun. Vegas is a fun game, but I don't think we really, it seemed like Ryan was the only one playing that. Yeah. Um,
2: it was a little, it, a little too much action to focus on one aspect. Yeah yeah well you know, right, you're, you're right, right, right. a barky or a snake and you have no clue what's going on in vegas so well, it's right kind and of then, got yeah. and, then
0: the card. and then we also had snake as well which boy it was a bad i mean i love snake but that was a bad idea for me to suggest playing mm. against a bunch of like single low digit handicaps because i carried the snake on my shoulders As it just stacked, I think we did like pretty low wage, like 50 cent snakes, but it got up to like $4 at one point. Mm -hmm. And I had it, I swear to God, I mean, I think Sonny had it once or twice maybe, but I had that thing for hours on my back. Mm -hmm. And then on 18, oh, on 18.
1: Which is the only whole snake matters on really. You think about that all day.
0: Right. But I mean, you say that, but when you are the snake, like there, it weighs on you. I mean, that thing drags you down when you go, when you go six holes in a row and it's still, you know, it's getting close to the end, but Ryan, man, he sticks a nice little approach shot onto the green, but it was far. Mm -hmm. And it was far from the hole and it was like a step down. So he had to go, he had to, I don't know, that might've been what, a 40 foot putt. He had to go up a step too. Yep. Yep. And he hit an okay lag putt. I was, when he hit the lag putt, I thought for sure he was going to be able to tap that right in. Mm-hmm. But then he missed it. That
1: was, that was so big. Dude, I, I,
0: the,
1: and, and coming up to 18, I knew, I knew Ryan had a tough putt after we got up there. And I was so glad I missed the green a little bit to the right, only by like three feet. But when I got up there, I was just so glad I wasn't on the green. I was like, well, now I don't have to worry uh, about anything else for the rest of the day. And then, I hit my chip to like 15 feet, terrible chip from like 20 feet from the hole. And then I got a little scared and then I saw Ryan run it by, by like four feet. And I was like, all right, well, um, you know, I just going to lag this up. I took my bogey and that bogey was for an 80. And instead of going for that putt and trying to shoot the 79, which was my over under, I did Mm -hmm. say I wanted to break 80. Uh, instead of giving that putt a run, I played for to not be the snake. I lagged it up and I tapped it in for my 80. So the snake, (laughs) the snake affecting my round, um, big time at the when it came down to it but I, i'm a when you're playing snake it's always it's always in the back of your mind uh since the first hole because i three putted number one so it was like right it was it was already uh, alive and well real early for me um and that's just a terrible way to start the first hole perfect there was
2: drive. also there, um sorry to cut in here but there's also a twenty dollar. Uh, mid amateur match between daniel and sunny it was which ended in a perfect tie at yep. two and one uh stroke sunny with an 80 and daniel with an 83
1: yep the perfect tie it was uh it was poetic justice there um daniel you had said that you were going to shoot an 83 also if we if you go back to the last podcast literally said he'll probably shoot an 83
2: um and so, he knows.
0: what was my number I think I said I wanted to keep it under a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all I said? And I didn't, I think I was a one Oh one. Is that what it was?
2: Your, your, your number you would have been really happy with was an 88. And the number (laughs) you shot was a one Oh one. So 13 shots away from really happy.
0: Right. And see, it was So it was tough. I mean, Sonny and I did do a lesson, which I've played a few rounds since. And like my new stroke is great, but I think it, that we, we probably changed my swing at a bad time. You yeah, know, we probably should have done that after the big round was uh-huh. over, but I, I can't thank you enough. It's been, I, the other rounds that I've played since then, it's great. I even, um, there's a little bit of a divot coming up, which that feeling is something else. The swag that you have when you're walking <laughs> to pick up your divot from an iron shot. My God. Oh yeah. It's a but yeah, it was, a, it was a, it was a great round. It was very fun. Um, We'll have to do it again sometime. However, a couple days after, I'm just perusing my Instagram, and I see out of nowhere Ryan just coming at Chubba Watson alleging that there was a a rules violation. And so I'm looking looking at what he's saying and thinking back, and so what had happened here was on hole seven, which we played – We played the front, we played the back nine first. So hole seven would have been what? Like 16, 16, 17. So Chubba Chubba has a blow up hole. Okay. I think I was like five off the tee or something um, before I even got the ball in play. Mm. Uh, And then that wasn't even the last time I hit it into the woods. Um, But so I, I hit. I hit a shot that goes just, you know, just trickles into the woods. It's I get up there and I can find it. Sonny and Daniel are on the green. I'm riding with Ryan. So we pull up. We're about what, maybe 60 yards from the green. And I find the ball. Okay. But it's, it's unplayable. Mm. I don't, you know, I don't have a shot at it. So I ask Ryan. Turn to Ryan. I say, Hey, I've got to pick this up. And um, so like, where's the drop zone or whatever now mind you okay he is this is his home course so i'm asking him not only as the course representative but as a representative of the other team as well integrity move by me yeah so i ask him where's the drop zone he says oh it's not a drop zone for this shot kind of making fun of me like i was supposed to know the rules Mm -hmm. um he says you just you know you just kind of throw it like two feet from where you went out so i was like okay i i out two feet i give her a toss and then I strike the ball. This is, again, probably my 12th stroke here. Strike the ball. Great punch shot by me. Chuba Watson is a punch shot extraordinaire. If every shot in golf could be a punch shot, I'd probably be on tour. But nonetheless, um, so w- nothing is said. I hit my ball. We get back in the car. We drive up to the green. And then when we get out on the green, Ryan makes a comment like, oh, there's a rules
2: violation back.
0: I don't so know rules. Wow. Violation. I mean, I, so don't know. I totally uh, missed this.
2: For my yeah, memory. so
0: essentially, hold on, hold on. So essentially what happened was he tells me, hey, throw it out two feet. You know, you got about two feet here to toss it. So I toss it. I eye that distance out. Maybe I should have used the club. I don't know. Again, says it right in my bio. I don't know the rules. I simply enforce them. So <laughs> that's on him to, you know, let me know what his local rules are at his course. He's the home course guy. I toss my ball out. He doesn't measure that. He doesn't break a club out. He doesn't break a yardstick out or a range finder. He just eyes out apparently that I'm outside of his little like two foot zone, which I've never even heard that rule before. I've heard two club lengths. I've heard a club length. I've never heard two feet. So I, you know, I don't think anything of it at the time. But we get up to the green, and he says, "There's a rules violation. Chuba was outside of this." two foot mark that I guess he had somehow eyed out from the cart. He wasn't even that close. So then I get to thinking, you know, I'm, I get, you know, I see these comments. I hear the, the allegations are out there on the internet. And so Chuba starts to do a little investigating. Now, as you guys may know, Ryan's not the only person at that club that Chuba knows. I've got other friends there as well, which I think you guys saw that group behind us. Uh, came over and and we exchanged pleasantries. That was a mutual friend of Ryan and I's. So I text him and I ask him, "Hey, what's you know, just kind of shooting the shit a little bit? Hey, you know, how's Ryan been? You know, what's you been playing with Ryan at all? How how's he been?" And the information I get back, folks, will startle you. No, he tells me, you know, Ryan has been a little off lately. He says, you know, he he used to. He used, to, he used to be in and out on the greens pretty quick, happy guy. And now he's having issues with short putts and doesn't he's not sure. Is he putting it out or is he not? And all we hear about is this, oh, this Chubba Watson Uh-oh. trying to take ruin golf by making people putt it out. It's driving his score up, apparently. So Ryan's adding on strokes because now he's got he's to gotta actually putt the ball out. And, and, and so, you're hearing
1: all this secondhand, just to just to clear hand. that up. This is secondhand. Secondhand. Wow.
0: This is from this is from a source very close to the club. Yeah. Okay. But it gets better than that. Oh my God. So Ryan is now not only outed himself as a high level active member of the Gimme Gang, perhaps the leader. Of the <laughs> Gimme Gang. But so it comes out that it's, you know, it's pretty clear to me after talking to this fellow member that Ryan had planned a stinger for Chuba. To, uh, this is a this is a planned takedown attempt yep. on, of Chubba Watson because the Gimme Gang their their integrity is being challenged right now and they know it and they know that they can't back up what they do they know they can't say that what they do is legit mm-hmm. so instead they have to try to take down Chubba Watson but here's the thing one person saying that wasn't enough for me I needed more evidence so I actually text the wife of Ryan to see if <laughs> if this has been trickling into the home life as well guys guess what oh my god guess what Ryan has a chubba watson face on his dartboard right at the bullseye <laughs> he's been going home he just goes right into the basement and he starts getting those darts out she actually went onto his computer and found files oh no files upon files upon files of Ryan's proposed Chubba Watson takedown attempt. Wow. Now, I guess in these files, there were numerous spots on the course that he wanted this stinger to take place. But as Chubba Watson is a man of integrity and he obeys the rules that he understands and knows and doesn't, you know, admittedly doesn't know all of them, but we Ryan was sweating bullets there toward the end of the round because no rules had been broken. There had been no violations. So he has to, he has now to this day, I don't know if this two foot rule thing is real or fake, or if that was part of his whole ploy, but essentially what happened here guys was he set up a stinger to try to take Chubba Watson down. And I got to tell you, I think it, I think it backfired because the Chubba maniacs out there, they rallied behind me this week. Mm -hmm. They rallied behind the guy who does, who wants to see integrity Back into the game of golf so you know i i just i want ryan to to know you know even though you are an active high level member of the gimme gang now there's still room in chubba's army come on over yeah join the chubba maniacs you know i know you want to and it's easier we can we can coexist on the golf course and we don't have to have these these takedown attempts you know cancel culture is not going to take us down. We're going to go out there and we're going to keep putting it out. So, if you have uh, if you have an idea to try to take us down to keep gimmies in the ga- in the game, I urge you to just stop what you're doing and put it out yeah it's that simple
1: yeah my thing is i mean instead of having the dartboard with chubba's face on it um you know why don't you take some little three-footers in the basement instead of you know trying oh! to take down chubba ryan so i mean get oh! that practice in. and i know the kid's got demons i saw him on the yeah. putting green he was he had that um you know that softball side saddle going with a long putter he carried two, put- uh, and he two putters, two putters, in, putters his in his bag so I, I, I feel the demons. I felt very close to him without even knowing him. Just the like our brains are similar. If he's got that, if he's side saddling and so um, that that was that was funny to watch for me. But a um, guy
2: that's enforcing a rules uh, interpretation like that, um, you know, so so uh, how should I say uh, so taking it so seriously should be the guy that's putting it out every hole. You know, I would you, totally agree that know. much of a hard out. Now it might've been, a, it was definitely from what I saw, the angle I had speaking for myself from the green, looking back, it certainly looked like a loose interpretation of, uh, relief. Um, he was still in the rough. He still had a tough angle. He had a hit and Chuba, You hit an excellent shot. Um, a great punch shot. A great yeah, punch shot. You. Now he might've been two and a half, three club lengths instead of, I think the rule is two club lengths there on on a unplayable nearest point of
0: relief and
1: two club length or no.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Would be two feet is kind of maybe a setup there. That's what I'm saying. That's what
0: I'm saying was a little fishy to me. When I remembered back to that two feet thing was like, I never really heard that before. I've never heard But again. again. Hey, his course, local rules. I took his, I took him as he was telling me the truth. I I Mm -hmm. thought he was being honest. I, you know, I trusted him in that. And then, and again, when I drop that ball, not a peep, not a peep, mm-hmm. hey, Chubba, that's actually not the spot that I said. No, you did your... back over here. He waits until I hit it. And yeah. keep this in mind, folks, okay? The match at this point, I believe it ended on that hole, okay? So we were already out of the match. I was taking a max. Whatever our max was, whether it be 15 strokes or mm-hmm. double par or net double bogey, I was well past that at this point. So it had no bearing. On the the money game had no bearing on competitive play. It was simply just a smear campaign.
1: Mm-hmm. He was just trying to take down Chuba's name. He wanted to to right. to, to, to uh, what are they soil the name, which is uh, yeah. You hate to yeah. see yeah. it. You was, hate to see it. And
2: the gimme I mean, gang,
0: the gimme gang, and cancel culture folks—they're two in the same. I mean, that's or or they're one in the same. You know, there there's no difference between those two groups. They're cowards, and and they they just you know. They do things without integrity, and then they try to cancel other people because they feel threatened.
1: Yeah. And you know, I so. there's one if there's one thing I hate out there, and this is a quick side story, but it's it's a it's a sting operation. So one time I was just driving, driving along, you know, blah blah blah, whatever, normal road, not crazy. I get to the crest of a hill, and I guess there's a, a crosswalk there, um, and I just thought somebody was standing on their front lawn on the right side of the road, um, right where the crosswalk is. Turns out it was like I, I kept driving because I didn't see the crosswalk. It was at the crest of a hill. I got stung by the cops when I didn't let that person go through the crosswalk. That was just standing on their front lawn. I, a cop walked out into the center of the street and he said, pull over to the side. I got an $80 ticket and that stayed on my on my driving record for like, I don't know, how long is to say like seven years or some shit? Like I got stung by the local police for not stopping at a crosswalk. It was the most embarrassing thing. And ever since then, I... I Sting operations are just—they're—they they're, should be illegal. And I mean, Brian should be arrested. If—if if there was a real—if we can have proof, if we can find proof that there was a real sting operation up there at Laconia Country Club, and there was anybody that was running something behind this, hmm. I think Ryan needs to be
2: uh, prosecuted to the full extent of the law. I'm yeah. sure Chuba's investigators are on that as we speak.
0: Um, oh yeah, no, I've definitely got some eyes on him moving forward. but here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, okay. I understand, I understand that you know, we want to see justice here. but to you know, Ryan's a great guy, right? If he made a mistake, clearly, right? And I think it's important for us to forgive him for that and say, hey, look, just retire from your active role in the Gimme Gang, denounce them, and pledge your allegiance as a Chubba maniac and it's all good.
1: Yep. You know, I'm thinking like easy a, peasy, like a come on over, baby. Who was that? Christine Aguilera. Come on right, over, right?
0: Exactly. Come on over, like a, uh, the, <laughs> right the Ryan Redemption arc. Yeah. You know, it it starts now. So that's all you have to do is just. All I'm saying is simply pledge allegiance to Chuba Watson publicly on Instagram and uh, set the record straight that you were in fact involved with a cheating uh, stinger. You know, you tried catching Chuba off guard, and it. I mean, it didn't work. It made Chuba stronger, and it made the Gimme Gang look even weaker. So, come on over. Come on over. Ryan.
1: Come on over, baby. We're waiting oh that was good so that um and shout out laconia country club if anybody uh is looking to play there uh just phenomenal shape um for for a year that hasn't gotten much rain up here the course was in really good shape the greens were great uh they ran true they were pretty fast um uh, it was green great driving range facilities huge putting and chipping green i think a couple of putting greens um
2: that's All, lakes region just lakes region new hampshire yeah just uh, an amazing
1: track a uh, really fun yeah. track to play i could play it every day and never get bored of it it had a lot of character so uh definitely one to go check out if you're ever in the area give them a call and try to get out there uh if you're looking for a membership it might not be a bad choice for you there's i don't know how many courses there are up there that are that nice um but uh definitely one i would love to play again yeah
2: as nice as anything public, uh, for sure. Even, you know, the top public courses in New Hampshire probably don't quite touch it.
1: So, mm-hmm. uh, And another big thing is just like water bottles in the coolers everywhere. Like they oh, kept wow, us hydrated was all that day. That huge. Uh, it's just those the little things, you know. And the water was
2: pulling spring. Pulling mm-hmm. spring.
1: It was top of the line.
2: It's just like you don't get better
0: than you that.
1: You don't.
2: No. no. I mean.
1: Unless uh... they're not handing
2: out Desanis or Nestle, either. right? Yeah, yeah the, the Nestle, do, the, dude, Nestle the
1: Nestle water, the, the Nestle water has the worst taste. I mean, Ugh. how do they even sell it?
2: Uh, right it's, it's like it it's, it's got to be tap water it's worse than tap yeah it's it, right. it tastes it's like, like tap water with with
0: a little bit of, like tap water that you got after your dishwasher was done washing yeah and then you like dumped a bunch of salt in
1: it yeah it's like they gross. run it through a, a dirty filter before like oh this water is yeah. clean we're gonna run it through this shit filter first just to give it a little <laughs> right. taste uh so yeah the nestle is a 99 nine
2: cent ninety nine cent waters go uh poland springs got it on lockdown. so So we have a few other brands out there like from iceland or something if you want to pay like five dollars a bottle but yeah you're gonna get get the minerals
1: yeah Yeah. if you want minerals maybe but i'm i'm a big uh my my top three will go poland springs um or no yeah poland springs dasani aquafina maybe aquafina two Mm dasani three as a local guy i gotta put Manadnock up there i've never even seen that before Manadnock. oh yeah yeah they got some springs up there nice yeah, I'm sure that's good stuff. I'm sure that's good stuff.
0: Yeah, so again, big shout out to Laconia Country Club, the staff, the facilities. Wonderful. Wish we could have had a little more integrity from the member we played with. But, boy, did we shine in our new birdies double golf towels, huh, fellas? Those things pop yep. on the back of the bag.
1: Yep, And I and I always say this. Any kind of swag or loudness I can add to my bag or wardrobe, I am adding it because golf is just too boring of a sport. Uh, with with just the colors and the the you know the outfits and everything else it just gets a little old and, and i and i'm a, i'm a new school guy birdie's double i mean they got some flashy ass towels i'm like feeling tropical out there like on the beach uh retro oh. colors just cool designs i mean it's not just your everyday white caddy towel you know oh yeah they
2: they drip the they towels do. are so much drip they're so yeah. nice i don't even want to wipe my ball with them I mean, I was. I don't kinda... even think I've touched mine to my
1: club or ball yet. It just looks. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a swagger thing. Yeah, yeah, big time swagger thing. So Birdie's, I think it's uh, at Birdie Birdie's Double Golf Co. at in, on Instagram. Um, to go check them out. You'll see immediately why we like them. They got, I think they do a Chicago flag one, It's really cool. A lot of a lot of golfers in Chicago too. Um, but just just cool designs. Uh, birdiesdouble.com, dot b i r d i e s Double dot um go check them out stop using stupid white towels i mean get, right this. again flag. like the
0: white the white towel might look good for like one round but then you get it all <laughs> dirty and it's just fucking gross so yeah. up your towel game folks stop being generic and lame
1: oh and speaking of uh birdie's double and i almost forgot this right here uh we are uh running a giveaway to we're going to do it tomorrow with birdies double. So come check out on my page. We're going to be giving away some towels, uh, to a lucky follower. Uh, um, tomorrow we're going to,
0: going to be Tuesday. Uh, yep. The, we're going to be running
1: that on Tuesday tomorrow from now. So good, good call there. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yep. If you're listening to this Tuesday, August 25th, I'm going to be running a, a giveaway on the account. I'll let it run for a few days. That way everybody who's listening can sprinkle in, uh, but you'll see it on my main page. There will be giving away some towels from birdies double. So, uh, I think you'll probably just have to make sure you're following me, following Birdie's Double, maybe maybe tag a friend in the post, something like that. So we'll make it nice and easy for you guys, and um, I'm, we're going to be giving some towels away. Love it. So, yeah, that's the, that's uh, Birdie's Double Golf Co. At Birdie's Double Golf Co. Stylish golf towels and apparel designed for players. Um, and that's birdiesdouble.com, B-I-R-D-I-E-S-D-O-U-B-L-E.com. Um, so what else do we got? So, so we had a, we had somebody call in about, uh, a left-hander, um, and, uh, he feels like he's discriminated against on a regular basis. Um, so I think, I think most of the thing was he can't find rental clubs, uh, doesn't have many options. Daniel doesn't have many options when he's buying clubs or what exactly yeah. did, did he?
2: Yeah, this is actually a good friend of mine, uh, brought uh, this concern up. Of his as a lefty, he he. Uh, I think the incident he ran into is the inability to buy a glove. Um, you know, he's a lefty, so this would be a right-handed glove for his right hand, and it's pretty much uh, non-existent at most courses in his size. They might have, uh, you know, a youth XL thrown in there, uh, men small. Uh, you know, he's a men's right hand large, and there's. You know, they're picked clean. Sorry, you know, the three we had in stock have been sold uh, this year over the last six months, if you can believe it. We are now
1: out. This is going to sound, real quick, this is going to sound like a total righty uh, entitled take here. But when I look at the wall of gloves, I have a really hard time when it says right-handed if they mean for righties or if they mean Mm. it goes on the right hand, I have always struggled with that and still do to this day. I have to take the glove out and look at it and see which hand it goes on to know like for sure, which one it's going to be. So I just wanted to throw that in very confusing. They should figure out a new way to to tell us which hand the
0: glove is for. That definitely is confusing. And Daniel, I hear what your buddy's saying and in like, there definitely is going to be less left-handed products at golf shops but in general this is a little bit on him for getting gloves at a pro shop mm. because a pro shop is really like a last resort emergency i forgot i lost it broke
2: yeah body. he's not he's not, like, he's not looking he should be for a new he, driver i mean it's a glove
0: right but for a glove i mean if he's having such a like you shouldn't you shouldn't you sh- what i'm saying is like you shouldn't if you lost your glove on tuesday and your next round is on Thursday, you don't wait those two days to go buy that at the pro shop. You go to a golf store, you order online, or you go somewhere that has those in stock. If you're waiting to purchase an item at a pro shop, like that's day of. Mm -hmm. If your glove breaks and at the turn you have to buy a new one, that's what a pro shop is for. Mm -hmm. It's not for like going shopping for your summer supply of gloves. You got to be a little bit more on top of it than that.
2: Now, you know? what about the guy on vacation that, you know, he goes out to Arizona and there's no lefty sets to rent to him at the court? Well, again, not, like, did this guy trip. not
0: bring is – this, is, this is this a golfer who's going on vacation and renting clubs? Because, again, that dude is a jabroni. Like, if you're going on a golf vacation, you ship your clubs out. You don't play with a, a new set of sticks. And thus, you would have a glove in your bag.
2: No, well, yes. Now, I think this was more of a business trip where he was able to find time to sneak in nine holes while he was out there. And you know, he went down to the course and uh, had no intentions of even you know playing golf on this vacation. But hey, yep. he got time. He goes to the course, and hey, sorry, we have nothing we can give you. Yeah, you got to come ahead. I mean, not even two ahead. clubs.
0: Yeah, as a lefty, you definitely have to call ahead. And that makes sense. I mean, look, I hear you. There, there's probably going to be an emergency situation, but maybe as a lefty, you know, you got to know that. And I know you said he probably didn't think there was a time to uh, get out on this business trip of his. But, you know, if you're a lefty or, or, you know, you know that an item that you like is limited in availability, you gotta you got to purchase two or three each time you buy one.
2: So, so he should call ahead. So what, they, they can build him a set? In the hour before he gets there, well, or no. Call ahead and ask. Should so they? Just, know, should they just, well, right. I mean, that might save him the twenty minutes of trouble of driving to the course, calling there and asking if they have it, and then getting a no because no one carries it. Now, with all the equipment that's out there and all these companies trying to sell clubs, I just don't understand why there isn't at least one set of lefty clubs for every court. And I'm not asking them to stock every brand and have fifteen bags in there, but just a simple lefty set and a righty set
1: yeah i think most i think most resort courses would would have that for you if you're going to like a resort course or something like that i think most of the time they have uh, it just depends where you go if i'm going to a local muni they're probably not going to have one for me but if i'm going to a course that people are traveling to go play in arizona then they're definitely gonna like i worked at a resort we had we had brand new every you know lefties righties women's men's like you name it but the course that i worked at growing up i think our rental sets were like Just seven clubs from the lost and found that we put in a ping bag, like, you know, just and a putter that we found that worked both ways. Um, But, you know, his first problem started 30 years ago when he decided to be a left-hander. I agree. Just just grow up and and be a righty. I mean, it's not that hard. (laughs) What an idiot.
0: Uh, Uh, But I I
1: just looked this up really quick. And it says, in the golfing world, industry experts say left-handed golfers make up about five to seven percent of the North American market. Um, so small
2: number, but if you add up what 5% is, that could easily be several million. Well, five,
1: but yeah, but that's 20%. Like, I mean, there's, you know, 5%. I would say that there's that, that The the numbers check out of how many gloves they have for lefties compared to righties, depending on that percentage in a pro shop.
0: Right. If you've got overhead and you're stocking shelves and 5% of your consumers purchase an item, you're not going to overstock that item.
1: Yeah. Like it sucks that your friend's in the 5%. That sucks. But yeah, like he's still just a 5%, you know?
0: Right. And it's just, it's, it's just one of those things that like, you know, if you're, if you're blind or, you know, you're in a wheelchair, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta, you gotta have the ramp to access it, you know, but it's kind of on you to know those things ahead of time, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're a left-handed golfer, you, you know, you, you can't just go around, you gotta know that the supply is going to be limited and you can't just go around expecting everyone to have everything you need whenever you need it. You gotta plan ahead a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I think he even brought up a fact of like dog leg rights, which I do feel that. That must yeah. suck because there's definitely more dog leg rights in the world than there are dog leg lefts. Uh, just made. Like like Coastals course, for example. What's it called? The Hackler now? Is General it called the James
2: Hackler? Hackler course, formerly yep. Quail Creek. Quail Creek in, when uh, we used to play. Conway, South Carolina.
1: Yep, North Conway, Myrtle Beach area. Dog um, Right. Dog-leg I think right. I think they have eleven uh, there's between eleven and thirteen dog leg rights. So if you're a lefty, I mean to have to hit draws starting on the first tee, you're hitting a draw in one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. um that's tough uh for a righty you just hit your little bitch slice and you're good to go so another another uh another reason it just sucks to be a lefty dude it sucks for you and i write with my left hand i just ended up playing golf righty um so i got lucky but that's just some you know it's just a a class you know class move to just be a righty um you know
2: just got to do it might be time for him to start uh experimenting with a right-handed swing
1: never too late i mean if he can't find the lefty putty putter he wants or something just go righty especially you know maybe start with the putter start there Uh, but but that's that's a good that's a good a good point there's definitely less but when you look at the numbers five to seven percent um you kind of understand why it gives you a little insight into why they might not carry as much because five out of every hundred people are looking for it you know, so. Right.
2: I'm just, you know, if you're a course out there, you know, uh, if I was running a po- even a public course, I would try to have one, one. lefty rental set. That's exactly. the big thing that would, if, if you're on some little vacation, you know, with the family or whatever, and you have time to go get nine in and you didn't bring your clubs thinking, oh, I'll never have time. I'm on vacation. Well, now you can't play. So there it can't be a worse feeling than wanting to play and just having no way of, you know, having a tee time, wanting to play. And of course you may never get to play again. And guess what? sorry, pal. If you were a righty, you could, you could go off right now. But, uh, so that's tough.
1: Yeah. So, so lefties, you got to plan ahead a little bit. I know it's kind of inconvenient, but on the other side of that coin, you guys have the cheapest used clubs in the world. Um, you can Mm. find a a great used driver for really cheap because only five out of a hundred people are looking for that. Um, so uh in that sense you might not be able to find the exact driver you want on the rack in the store but when you're looking through the used bag you're probably going to find something pretty good for a good price so um you know lefties call ahead make sure they got your rentals uh, your gloves order your gloves on amazon um we could use a glove sponsor so any glove sponsors out there um Hmm. yeah we could send one
0: to his friend and But you know what, Daniel, is a great thing about being a left-handed golfer is that you can still wear lifestyle tees to the course and from the course and wherever you go in life. So there's an upside there. And I would recommend to those left-handed golfers that they get those lifestyle tees from Weekend Warrior uh, because they not only supplied the world with the very first group chat golf merch drop of all time. Um, but they're also just a casual lifestyle brand for the weekend warrior, and they were nice enough to bring us this week's Chuba Watson's Ask a Scratch Golfer. And today, let me tell you, I have one that might ruffle a little feathers. Okay, Uh-oh. this is more of an, this is more of an etiquette thing. Um, but it's it, basically my buddy had a round. A week or two ago, he was playing with six people, three in each group, uh, back to back groups. And as they're taking off, a single just comes out of nowhere, and he's like, "Hey, I've been assigned to one of your groups." And they were like, "I don't think so. Like, uh, I think the starter said you're with the group ahead of us." And he was like, "Nope, I'm with you guys." Mm. Okay, they start playing, and this guy—it's just a vibe killer. You know, you're out there with your boys, and uh, you know they—they were doing like a, a two group you know, format, whether it was like a little Ryder cup or whatever they were doing group match, whatever they were doing. Um, So this guy, this guy, he, they get about two or three holes in and they're so sick of playing with him that they're straight up. Just like, Hey dude, we're trying to do like a a golf match just amongst friends here. Would you mind playing ahead? And he just said, no, he just outright was like, no, I just want to play with you guys. Hmm. And then he was the type of, walker that liked to let people know hey i walk uh for the exercise mm-hmm. and so he kept kind of church. he's like okay dude we don't really care we're just trying to like play our match here with our friends and then i guess like whole six or seven he just hops in like i said there were two groups of three so one dude was in a cart alone and this single just hops in his cart and is like Hey, this uh, next hole is kind of a far walk. Do you mind if I get a ride with you? Yeah. So the kid kind of felt like awkward. He's like, Yeah, sure, I guess, man. And then he did it for the rest of the holes. Oh, my God. This guy is a nightmare. Yeah. So, my question to you guys is How do you handle that vibe killing single who comes in and ruins your round?
2: Oh, this you can't. Is there anything you can do there? Is there anything you can do?
1: I think the hardest thing about this one is that he was paired with you on the first tee. Um. Something that you can get around if somebody's behind you and you said you want to play through and they say, oh, I'll just play with you, you know, and you're just like, no, nah, we're just hanging out. Um, Just, you know, go ahead. We're just kind of taking our time. There's things you can say. But when they catch you on the first tee like that and you're just locked into those those vibe killing single vibes, yes. I don't know what you
2: do in that situation. I really don't. Um, I think the only th- other option is to say uh, to lie to the guy and say, oh, no, you can't be paired up with us because we have a fourth that's on their way. Yes. You know, knowing there is no fourth. But uh, this guy sounded persistent. I mean, that might not have even worked. So, right. who knows? I mean, you're, you're basically screwed. If you play golf in a group of three or a group of two, you will get paired up with either the worst single on the course that day. Uh, As far as, you know, pace or just all around vibes or the worst twosome on the course that day. And it's every it it never fails. Um, Anytime I show up as a threesome, there's somehow always a single just lingering around. There he is. You know, oh, my God. You look at him and it's like, you know, we got to play with this guy. You're already mentally out of the round. So I just maybe they're that lonely. But it sounds like he had a group ahead of them that he could have joined up with. So very bizarre behavior on this guy's behalf.
1: Yeah I, yeah. I can't imagine showing up to a course and being the guy that like is trying to push myself into a threesome. Yeah. I can't imagine being that guy, that single, that isn't just like a quiet single that will let seven groups go yeah. just so he can play alone. You right. know.
0: Right. I just can't, oh, yeah, and so this was—I guess this was like a sixty-year-old dude from Florida. The, my buddies are out in Montana, so he was just like out there on vacation, just looking to looking to shoot the shit with some some uh, fellow golfers. Mm-hmm. But so here are some things that I've thought of here, like you know, let's let's conduct a little bit of an interview here on our man Hugh, and let's see if you know. Oh, Hugh, you don't like playing with music. Let's turn some music on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like to play fast. Let's play slow. Oh, you like to play slow. Let's play fast. Yeah. And then at the turn, you know, we're going in, we're, we're getting a sit down meal. Mm. <laughs> we're skipping the hot dog. We're going in, we're ordering the steak tips with potatoes and we're sitting at one table and it's a six top and there's not a seventh seat. <laughs> Say, hey, Hugh, you can wait the 45 minutes here if you want, but we're going to take our time in the clubhouse. Maybe go do a little shopping in the pro shop. Don't even mind the other. I mean, hopefully, you know, the pace that day would allow you to find a, a an area to jump back into. But you got to do some sort of move to shake him there.
1: Yeah, you gotta. yeah, that's the only time you can really go for it unless you just want to get belligerent out there and then like say, hey, if we're being too fucked up, you can just go ahead and but, uh, we're going to smoke right. these fucking fat ass blunts and we're going to drink a million yeah. beers and we're going to use the big beer and like it's going to be crazy out here and you're more than welcome to stay. But really, we want you to just get the fuck
0: out of here. Yeah, you've got to see what makes Hugh tick and then you've got to just do that
2: a lot. Yep. Just you know, step on so his off line.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of like when he's putting, just like start clapping in his backswing <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, really. So I would recommend a quick interview here before you show your cards that you don't want him playing with you. Mm-hmm. Conduct a quick little interview. See how he likes to play and then make it a bad time for him.
1: Yeah, because it's there's there's been plenty of times in my life where I've paired up with people and they've been awesome. And we've ended up smoking together and having a good time and they're pulling fireball shots out of their bags and we're all just partying. But there's also been the times where you're just like, you have no fun and you just paid eight 70 bucks to play 18 holes. And now yeah. you're just having absolutely no fun whatsoever because Hugh wants to come and like take over your threesome.
2: Um, Which is 95% of singles are Hugh. Yeah. It's yeah, about it's like our lefty scenario. There's about 5% of good guys out there that you yeah. want to get paired up with yeah. where it actually goes well you know and everything clicks and you're not waiting on the guy yep like you should never make a
1: tea time as a single between like 8 a.m and 4 p.m like you just if you're a single just you know either find people to play with or go out early morning or at night Mm -hmm. Um, you shouldn't even be allowed out there to to mess up somebody's threesome um and but I get it. A you know, single, it's a money you, thing. You know, no one wants nobody to, play, wants with to play with you. Exactly. So
2: you're single, so, yeah. Right,
1: Hugh right. sounds like, but I get it. Hugh's on a little trip, but Hugh, you know, call and make a tea time for six 30 in the morning, go play in two and a half hours, you know, and get out. Then you, you know, you walk, you do sweeping round or go out at five o'clock and get in as many as you can and not, you know, don't ruin somebody's three on three because you're going to be stubborn and say, no, I'm playing with you guys. Uh, that's just, right. you know, just, you know. I I don't, I don't, I don't back you here. Not one bit. And
0: if you are, if you are a single, like you gotta, I mean, even if you're like dying to get out there for some camaraderie, if that group is not feeling it and they ask you to play through, like you gotta respect their vibe. You know, they're the majority in the group. So you either, you either gotta like cut the bad vibe bullshit out and kind of, you know, just pick up on whatever vibe they're going with and try to fit in a little bit, mm-hmm. or you gotta just take a hike and play through. Like you can't definitely don't be the guy that says, uh, "No, I kind of want to just play with you guys." When they t- when the group tells you. Hey, do you mind playing ahead? We don't want to play with you. Yeah, if,
1: so. if somebody ever said to me like, "Hey, we got a little match going on," um, <coughs> you know, you can either just go ahead or just wait or something. And I would I'd be the first one to be like, "Oh, dude, go do your thing." Like, I don't want to get <laughs> right. I, I I do not want to be a part of that at all. If you guys have a fun thing going on, like I don't want to be that guy. Um, so you know, I guess uh, well, Hugh, he's what he said he was like sixty. Sounds sounds like a boomer. Sixty, just looking who, for the camaraderie. Yeah. Like that's so old right. school. Like he's not out there to party. So. He's just ruined your round. Um, that's such a hue move.
0: Fucking Hugh. Yeah.
2: Vacationing by himself in Wyoming or Montana. Yeah. Right. Or wherever right. Well, he was either by himself or he was like with the wife who he doesn't like. Or yeah, something yeah. Like that, yeah. You know? the well, that guy there. definitely hates his wife, hates his kids. I mean, he's, he's a single demanding yeah. to pair up with people that don't want to play with him. So. In Montana. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like his, yeah. his wife's no at more. the
1: farmer's market and he's like, I'm going to go get 18 in with this threesome that's got a big Ryder Cup match going on. Before I'm I go home, and on get in scalded
2: there. with yard work, yeah.
0: pretty classic. I'll tell you what would fix a guy like Hugh though: a couple weekend warrior lifestyle teas, huh, boys? Oh yeah. And you can you can buy a weekend warrior lifestyle tea uh, at weekendwarriorgolftees.com. and you can find them on Instagram at weekendwarriorgolf. Go check them out. Order the group chat golf podcast t-shirt is it a podcast t-shirt might not
1: be. A uh, it's a group chat golf t-shirt with a um with a gimme quote on it um for the gimme gang out there um mm. and mm. Uh, weekend warrior group Chat Golf. also a group chat golf um uh ball marker uh you can get a little a little kit there put together t-shirt and a ball marker and rep the group chat golf um you know because we're changing the game people we're changing the game um
0: Yep. So, and you're going to want to be a part of that from day one. So order those up because they won't last forever.
1: No, they will not. No, they're going to be uh, going like hotcakes. I've already had some people in my DM sending me pictures of their shirts that already come in. They're excited to uh, rep the cause. And we're going to have some more coming out very soon. Uh, going to be a full line. So um, definitely forward. one yeah. definitely one for those who, who, who do not. Fuck with gimmies will be coming very soon. Um, one about mm-hmm. one about putting out um, and uh, and more and more to come. So uh, big things coming in the future. Go check out Weekend Warrior. They're a, a good guy, a nice local local brand here um, with uh, big things on the horizon as well. So um, that's I'm wearing one right now, actually. Uh, and it's actually- it actually says give more putts, which I do not support, but I am wearing it because it was a you know it's a t-shirt and it, it's golfy so people know i play golf when i go out into public you know i like people to know that i'm a golf guy
2: yeah and they're great tees they're not they're, whatever material these things quality are
1: t-shirt yeah it's not like Probably the, the you know it's not bad. like a Haynes white tee with a little print on it these are good no. this is good stuff yeah um so so that's that's it weekend warrior ask scratch thank you chubba as always always solid questions for you um, I, I'm so I love that, that segment so much. Um, we mm-hmm. always get, we always get a lot out of that. I like it.
2: So yeah,
0: it, it's helpful for me, fellas. Let me tell you. Yeah. I be love s-
2: being referred to as a scratch. You know, as a
0: it's picture. not a segment that even involves you, Daniel. I'm strictly asking Sonny. Got it. Okay.
1: <laughs> I got to yeah. get my handicap down. I think I, I, I'm still at a two. I'll try to get it down in the zeros again by the end of the year, just for that segment. Um, I, I think we can actually save the next one maybe for next week. Yeah. I think yeah. that's probably a good, good call. I think we're good. We got a good time to cut it off right now. So I'm sweating my ass off. Um yeah, just dripping sweat right now. We got a little break, um, with some decent weather up here. I think of last weekend, it was like 65 one day, 70. Uh, and then just right back to 95 and humid just like that. Um, double hurricane coming for the Gulf. So all you got group chat golfers down in the Gulf coast. Um, you know, be careful down there. Stay out of the lightning. Stay away from the lightning. Um, but get those wind rounds in because they build character. Uh, keep the ball True. low. They really do. I True. love a good wind round. Um, but don't fuck with the lightning. So so we got, that's it. Episode 11, the Group Chat Golf Podcast. 11, the double ones. Which May I add a quick 11 story, two-second story. I was once playing roulette at Foxwoods, and I watched a lady put $1,500 on number 11 and hit. Uh, wow. It was one of the biggest hits I've ever seen in my life,
2: More money uh, and 11,
1: 11 has been my one of my lucky numbers ever since. almost took over my actual lucky number of seventeen, uh, just for watching that one lady hit. Um, okay. What that's uh, that's for fifty two thousand dollars, I believe fifty thousand. Uh, that's sick,
0: dude! You should start a roulette podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm th- you know thinking about it. Maybe uh, broadening my horizons a little. Maybe make roulette memes. Yeah. Um, diversify
0: your podcast portfolio yeah,
1: exactly uh yeah. sunny from now the, the uh, group chat roulette podcast
0: sunny do we have any other uh promo codes that the uh, group chatters might be able to use to get some discounted gear anywhere
1: yes we do we do have some promo codes so um i'm definitely going to put these out all in one place on my story and we'll, you know maybe we can throw them in the in the uh description for this episode
0: hmm. Sure.
1: Um, but if you go to Amp Caddy, um, we have group chat twenty. If you go to um Golf Gods, we do the same thing with Golf Gods. Um, popping through right now. Also, um, group chat twenty for them. Uh, we give we do the Sunday Golf Co bags group chat fifteen, and also you know group chat one word and all of these. Tempe's Tees, group chat, but like I said, I'm gonna put all these in one place, and when we draw, and we'll put them in the description for this episode. We'll just put them in a line. We can do that, right? That yeah. way, everybody sees them, and I'll post them on my story tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna put them all in one place. I was clearly not prepared to do that right there. Uh, we talked about it really quick before right, this, and then right. I was like, "Oh, we'll just we'll just record it after and pop it in." But I, yeah, Chubba yeah. said, well, "Why don't you give those to us live?" So I was trying to go into my own brain there. <laughs> uh, failing miserably. So we'll put those somewhere for you guys. But, um, you know, the more you support us, uh, the more we, the more we'll give you. Um, and if at some point we can get enough support to do two episodes a week, we're going to be doing it. And I know a lot of people have asked if we can do two a week. Um, we, we want to do two a week and we will get there. Um, but for right now we're, we're just one a week guys. So we're going to keep you waiting.
0: With two a week, we kind of have two options. One, uh, we can have more group chatters use the promo codes, which will then bring in more ads. Or two, we could go Patreon. So it's where somebody's got to pay for it one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, think about that group chatters. What do we want to do here? Do we want to buy golf merch uh, at a discounted rate that helps the pod? Or do we want a very low monthly subscription fee for a second episode?
1: Yeah. Or if you work for a company that sells alcohol or golf stuff or anything really, and you want to be a sponsor on the podcast um, for, you know, a little maybe a sponsored segment or ads or whatever else. Tell your bosses how great this podcast is and how relatable it is and um, tell them to, to you know, get in on the ground floor with the ads because we're not charging very much. And uh, we're just looking, you know, we just want uh, to this, this, we just want to do two a week. I'm trying I'm trying to do two a week. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I want to get to a point where we're doing two a week because um, we have plenty to talk about. And I want to answer all the questions that come. So
2: and um, get your bye. foot in the door before we hit it big. Because, exactly. Because uh, it's uh, going to
1: happen. It's 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 going to happen. This we're over the, fifty thousand followers now.
2: This isn't a. Uh,
1: no, this ain't no, this ain't no hobby, folks. This isn't a hobby. Um, <laughs> but it is also. We all are very passionate about it. We love doing it. So <laughs> right, um, it
0: is currently, but we'd love
1: to make it a job. Exactly. We want to make this thing a job, so uh, we're gonna keep doing it the way we're doing it. If you guys want to sponsor us, hit us up. If you, you know what, even if you wanna, if you want us to talk shit about one of your friends for thirty seconds on the podcast, if you pay us twenty five bucks, we will do it. If you want a shout people out, we will have
0: an an entire segment dedicated to your shitty friend. Yep,
1: twenty five dollars is the number. If you want thirty seconds on this podcast, we will talk about anything you want for for twenty five dollars. Thirty, yeah, people 30 do seconds. it for
0: cameo all the time. Exactly. If you're going to spend twenty bucks on cameo for a little video shout out, send it to the pod and we'll make a segment out.
1: Of it. Send it to the pod. Twenty five dollars. We will talk about it. If your friend cheated last week and you want to get him a call out on the pod, twenty five bucks and we'll call him out. If you want to tell no, your friend or- he's been he's been you know in the he's in the gimme gang and you want to shout him out because fuck the gimme gang and you want him to put out those two footers let us know and we will put him on blast for twenty five
0: dollars. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: so that's that, and and once we once we sell enough of those, we'll we'll be doing two a week for you guys. So that's it. Group chat golf podcast episode eleven. Um, we're going to be back next week with more fun shit. I got a bunch of already user submitted stuff that I was getting today that we'll touch on next week. Uh, we're going to try to have a guest next week. Um, we're going to go for either. Uh, I think we're going to get Ryan uh, maybe next week. Ryan from uh, Laconia Country Club. We could talk to Cocaine Bruce pretty soon. Uh, yeah, we're trying, cocaine to, Bruce, yeah. trying to get Cocaine Bruce.
0: We could give Ryan... Um a chance to apologize and pledge his allegiance to Chuba on the show if we wanted to go that route. Sure. Yeah.
1: And I also would like to get our resident superintendent on here, Austin, because I am very curious about a few things. Uh, one being, <clears throat> um, divot patterns on a driving range and the other being, when do we wait for a guy on a mower and when do we hit? Yes, we um, have to get that one. Yeah, answered. I need the, to get the that. The lower answer. guy
0: question is huge.
1: Yep. So we're gonna have him on hopefully soon too, uh, just to see the etiquette on that from both sides of the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll try to close this out one more time. Uh, episode eleven, the group chat golf podcast. trouble Watson. Where can we find you? Oh god, on damn it! Media. I just can't get out of here today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see, group chat golf guy on on Instagram for me at group chat underscore golf underscore guy. Obviously, group chat golf memes. You all know me from there on Twitter at group chat golf. Daniel on Instagram at where underscore is underscore Daniel underscore Lafferty has also been dealing, uh, dabbling in the meme game recently. Yeah. Uh, And Chubba Watson at Chubba Watson on Instagram at Chubba Watson on Twitter. Uh, And Chubba Watson had a little repost from a big, big meme account. Group chat golf memes this week. Uh, Had a couple of good memes coming out. So, uh, go check them out there too. It's just good, you know, all around good content from all of us. Uh, we're just, you know, this, this podcast is just an extension of those pages. So go check us out, support us everywhere. We appreciate it. Tweet at us. Um, I think I have like 92 followers on Twitter. The other day I got like four likes on something. So I'm feeling pretty big over there. Uh, Chubba, did you get 10 yet on Twitter?
0: Dude, I think I'm up to like 15. Oh, will do a live check, yeah, check right live. now as, as we speak. But the, yeah, the social accounts—they're growing fast, you know. Yeah, you're
1: on the thousand. Get you're you're, you're like on the one thousand. Um, you're looking for one thousand on Instagram right now, right?
0: Oh yeah, I'm staring right down the barrel. Yep. Uh, Twitter sixteen. Wow. At this point, oh yeah, you're so, coming.
1: I got ninety five on Twitter, so go follow me there at group chat underscore golf. I want five more. Get me to the hundred mark.
0: Uh, yep, and we're shooting for we're at 891 right now on Instagram, so we'll be shooting for a thousand by next week's episode. Send it to your friends, folks. Let's build those numbers up. And this week dedicated to fixing Ryan's life and bringing him from the gimme game to the light side. You're welcome.